Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Waves of Change, where we invite you to explore Asian American psychology with us so we can all learn more about ourselves. I'm Dr. Man Kit Lee. And I'm Diana Chu. We're both therapists in San Francisco. Hey, Lee. Like, what's up? It's been a week. It's, it's been another week. And I, I, I watched this really wonderful movie called um, uh, You'll Always Be My Maybe. Have you seen that before? Oh, yeah, I heard about it. I don't think I, I've seen it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Um, so there's one scene in there where the female uh-huh. character, the female lead, uh, she's like some, she's a professional, and she um, she was talking on the phone, and her the male lead was like, "Hey, you know, do you ever get tired doing that?" And she's like, "What are you talking about? I love my job." And he's like, "No, using uh-huh. your phone voice." And she's like, I don't have a phone voice. And then, like, her friend came in and she's like, hey, girl. And it's like, hey, that's your phone voice. Knock it off. Right. So, you know, and, and Sophia a few weeks ago kind of also brought up this idea of a therapy voice. Right. I was wondering. Oh, wait. Always when I maybe is the is it the Ali one one? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Now remember I that remember. scene? Because it's like very, yeah, I remember that. Your yeah. phone voice. What's your, your phone, phone voice? voice? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic scene. Yeah. Love Ali Wong. So, so we're just thinking about like how um, we use this voice differently and how we portray ourselves differently. And we're just like, hey, Lee, do you have a ther- therapy voice, like a therapist voice, a persona that you're taking on? Oh, see, that's what we want to talk about today, right? So we'll talk yeah. about the personas, the mask we put on when we see our clients. Um, I, I, for me, it's a little bit complicated. I do feel like I have a lot of masks that I wear, right? And all all of it is like, you know, a portion of my psyche, a portion of my consciousness. And I find mm-hmm. the portion of myself that I believe is beneficial to my patient. And that's why I wear. So I work with kids right now. So like, I tr- I, I'm, I'm more relaxed. I try to like speak slower, right? I say yeah. stuff like, bruh, a lot. Right. What? Do you do? Just, yeah, yeah, I do. I do. And the kids come in the office and be like, well, I'm here. I'm like, bro, just let, just relax. It's cool. It's cool, man. Be chill. Be chill. Right? <laughs> I use that language. And I, and I use that on a daily basis too, you know. So it's, yeah. it's a part of me. But I do use it. Like, I use it clinically, I guess. What about you? Yeah. I was just thinking about that too. Um, I think because we're sheltered in place and we have like meetings and you know how uh, San Francisco houses is not that big, you know, you could hear one end to the other. And sometimes like I, I notice how like myself shifts in voices when I'm talking to my partner and then I have to shift immediately um, to talk to, you know, I don't know you or, or uh, other clients. Oh, right? I get so, a special so, voice. Thank you. I appreciate it. I don't it. know. Maybe we do have a. I, I don't know. Do you have a podcast voice? Maybe we have a podcast voice too. I think my podcast voice is the same voice that I use for um, working with Therapy? older clients. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think my podcast voice is a little bit more chill. Um, oh God! When <laughs> oh, that's very interesting. But I do have to say, when I encounter patients that are intimidating to me, I mm-hmm. tend to kind of over enunciate, right? I kind of do this right here. I'm like, hi, welcome. You know, you know, 
Thank you for joining me in the appointment. So, uh, so that's the, a that's a that's a the doctor a, a voice. Observations. No, it's a, it's and a the, doctor the observation voice. that's when you were like not uh, feeling comfortable. Yeah, that's when yeah. you have that announcement. Like get overly clinical for some odd reason. It's all kind of jargon. You know, oh, it sounds like you need to interject some of this information that your parents are providing you. It's very challenging. Wow. I can see that, right? It's just robotic, but I, I do that whenever I'm anxious. Mm. Yeah. So that's a very good indication of how you're treating or relating to your client potentially. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. How about you? Like you, when you're facing a, when you working with a client that is like not challenging per se, but it's intimidating that you feel. Like overwhelm, maybe bring up some anxiety in yourself. Like, did that change your voice at all, Diana? I think for me, if I'm working with a challenging client, I typically go back to grounding, mm-hmm. and so uh, instinctually, I will go very, very slow. And like oh. for my, yeah, for for like like going going back and like breathing and that kind of stuff. And so like my my tone will kind of like calm down more because i'm i want to control how i'm feeling right Mm -hmm. and and like i try to not let that um kind of overpower the the anxiety overpower uh, Mm -hmm. uh, overpower the the situation and so using the tone and voice to to help myself to calm down is that is that um hmm. is that a common defense that you have in everyday situations or just in therapy? Like if, if you're in it's a clinical choice, okay. I think. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a clinical choice to like, really like, like calm down when, when uh, you sense that there's the energy coming in is different. Mm. Yeah. So in a day to day sense, when you feel overwhelmed, do you, do you engage with that or do you like, it's, Something different happens. <laughs> I mean, if I'm not a therapist, I think I have a different voice too. <laughs> oh, God. So. Uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. I think uh, I think that when I'm talking to my partner is definitely mm-hmm. different. It's like talking to my dog is different, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, a little fun fact here: actually, um, I was an actor before being a therapist, and so wow. in my bachelor's, I actually did voice classes. Um, and movement classes and so i learned about the ranges and tones of voice in acting but also part of the acting classes for voice training is how can you use it in a way to use different um uh uh, personification right Mm -hmm. of characters so it kind of helped me understand where the client is act too, like when they're using their voice, if they're very heady, like mm-hmm. their their voice is heady, or the voice is like deep, or, or like how it's like, um, like like tone with resonance and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I could sense where the client is at in terms of the physical physical part of um, the being. Yeah. That is fascinating, fascinating. <laughs> yeah, wow, I never yeah. thought about that. You never, yeah. So like, I, mean, I, I, I sense it. I sense it, right? But I never really put words to it. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So in acting class, there's like one one thing that I really take away from is uh, the different elements. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. So, so what happened is that like uh, we would uh, dissect a character and kind of name them in different elements. So is that character water? 
Is that character wow. tree? Is that character um, uh, fire or is it wind, right? Mm-hmm. And when you think about the, the character itself, like if it's a water character, is it an ice character? Uh, can you be the avatar? Ice character. Avatar. Can you just be oh, awesome? Okay. Is it? <laughs> Or, or um, can you be, you know, like uh, a flowy kind of character? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so, like the voice actually like pair up with those kind of elements, and so mm-hmm. you can distinctly hear how a character or a person, even though they're a water character, let's say, mm-hmm. um, going from like the ocean waves mm-hmm. to the ice stage, just yeah. kind of transitioning. Or, yeah, just transitioning into it, or like from fire, it's like a little ember mm-hmm. to like a very uh, like escalated like a burn, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so like having those kind of observations actually, I think, really helped me in my clinical skills because it ties into group dynamics as well, and like how water influences a fire character, and you know, it's it's kind of fun. Like, it is very fun. I'm I'm being yeah. I'm being entertained right now just imagining. So, what kind of character are you? Are you fire? Uh, I'm fire. You're fire. Yeah, I think you're fire. Yeah. I I think I don't know what you think I am. I think you are more tree. I am like a tree. No, I am I'm definitely earthy, you know. I have earthy, this earthy yeah. element to it. Yeah. With a little bit of oak. I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> what, what, I, I love that. I really love that. Those metaphors is just beautiful, mm-hmm. right? And I can imagine how useful it is in the therapy room. Yeah, and yeah. and because I do drama therapy, and so mm-hmm. like the the idea of like, hey Lee, I know that you are a tree, or like Diana, I know that you are fire. Can you try to be water? And then so oh. it kind of expand the roles that you could be, or like the interactions. Wow. You know, so so if I am like, uh, if I'm interacting with my sister, let's Mm -hmm. say, and I'm a fire and she's also a fire, Mm -hmm. right? And so we're going to burn each other, you know, feeding that energy together, Mm. right? Or, or like, oh, can I be uh, potentially, um, uh, if I'm in an argument with my sister and know that she's fire as well, maybe I need to be a little bit more like water. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be wind. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, and so like it's kind of like the nuance of like changing your tone, changing your body language, mm-hmm. um, to to have effective communication mm-hmm. with each other. And That's obviously, beautiful. in yeah. in like a dramatic uh, scene, you want to create conflict to so that there is like some kind of action, and so you kind of put characters which is like um, uh, contradicting each other, mm-hmm. uh, so that mm-hmm. it, there is like more power and scene into into the play. So in family therapy, uh, Mm -hmm. Haley um, came up with the communications theory, this idea of complementary communication, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So complementary communication is when like uh, you are, what you say is dominant and I'm like submissive. So you'd be like, hey, let's go to the mall. I'll be like, yeah, it sounds like a good idea, right? That's we kind of complementary communication. And there's also yeah. symmet- symmetrical communication where you're like, I want to go to the mall. And I'm like, I want to go to McDonald's, right? So like, it's it's like that. It's it's this elements to that. And of course, the shifting in tone, shifting in body language, it all goes back to how we express and communicate. 
Yeah. Man, really it would be like very that. different mm-hmm. if it's like, I want to go to the mall. I wanted to go to McDonald's when compared to, I wanted to go to the mall. Uh, maybe I want to go to McDonald's. You know, like the shift of tone is already very uh, different. And I think if if in therapy, we're able to have a range of voice or a range of tone Mm -hmm. as a therapist, uh, ourselves, um, that actually would help clients as well to understanding how tones and communication work. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. I... I do psychodynamic therapy and I, I specialize in doing psychodynamic therapy with Asian Americans. And they're the, the, the working theory though I have is, is I borrow a lot from union psychology, this idea of collective yeah. unconscious. So um, the, the short version is that uh, I believe that as we're growing up, right, there's, different stages in our life and conventionally we're like okay i am 35 years old i'm 40 years old and that's it i'm 40 years old and my presentation as a 40 year old person that's it what i'm saying what i'm what i'm what i believe is that that's not true that at any one point we're not only who we are at the moment but we are everything in the past as well Mm-hmm. Right, all those versions of us previously, they don't go away. They're all integrated within the self, and yeah. our aspirations for the future, right? All those tones and behaviors and thoughts are all connected within the self, right? So mm-hmm. what that means is that when I'm engaging for a patient in the room, they are bringing a version of themselves into the therapy room, and I'm bringing a version of myself into the therapy room, and at that time we're not meeting each other in the present, but we're meeting each other within the infinity. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, it's kind of weird. (laughs) It it reminded me of a Dan Siegel's, um, like theory on like, uh, the mirror neurons. Oh yeah. Like how the mirror neurons is, we are, when we're sitting, uh, in a room with each other, let's say, um, I am the neurons and of me, is impacting the neuron in you, right? Because the particles itself is uh, infinite. It's the distinction between the boundary is actually pretty uh, uh, loose. Exactly. And so, mm-hmm. and so like that, that's something that I was thinking about when you're talking about that. Yeah, this yeah. idea of you, right? This idea is me and also this idea of us. And it's kind of going back to what you described, this idea of combining two elements, right? Would they hurt each other? Mm-hmm. Would they burn each other? What would that look like? So I think what, what I implement in my practice is um, fluidity. So I do think that it's good to have a therapy voice and it's good <laughs> yes. to be mindful it is boundary setting too, actually. of your therapy. Yeah. Boundary setting therapy voice. Cause you know, you invoke certain elements in the patient and the patient invokes certain elements within you. So, mm-hmm. you know, knowing the countertransference is really critical. Yeah. yeah knowing the countertransference and knowing when you're using different voices, if you're that mm-hmm. aware, then it informs you about your current state and your clinical judgment, or if you're a client, like what's happening, you know, like you could, you could sense it and that will inform you on like your communication skills as well. Mm-hmm. I think also it's tricky that um, when you run to your client, um, 
in real life. It's not oh. happening now yeah. because of the COVID, but you know, I have ran to, I work in this area and I have, and I live in the area. So I have ran to clients like at the mall, like at the grocery store. Oh. I was like, what happens if I give them one version and when they see me and I'm with my partner, I'm just goofing off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That would be <laughs> different. It's like, it's like seeing your boss with, a different context right oh yeah or like your colleagues in a different context yeah and that is a whole different episode about yeah. like running into clients <laughs> and also you know it's 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 re- it's connected is um we're talking about this idea of integration yeah so mm-hmm. some therapists believe in compartmentalizing compartmentalize yeah yeah compartmentalizing Right, and I, I can see the merit in it, but for me, is I really argue for integration. Right, mm. if there's a part of you that is hurting, right, it's gonna bleed into the other components. It, it's going to do it. You can't just you can stop. You can fake it, but you'll never be authentic. So yeah. instead of learning how to compartmentalize, I emphasize on integration, integrating the self. Right, mm-hmm. kind of gestaltian, integrating self and just using different elements of the self to treat, rather than you know cutting off a section and go, this is the therapist section. So, in other yeah. words, if my therapist, if my clients see me and they were to engage me, I probably sound the same. I'm still kind of goofy and weird. So, <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it'll be okay. <laughs> I think both me and you uh, is pro. Integration, pro integration, because, <laughs> uh, because the fact that we are um, putting ourselves out there um, in the podcast, which is very different from being a therapist, right? Mm-hmm. And letting letting other people or letting like potentially clients to listen to a different version of their in our interaction in the therapy room. So I think that's like letting them know a little bit about our real life or you know our different aspect of our life Mm -hmm. and um and acknowledging that it's okay that we play different roles and we have different voices and it's not fake but we're just part of who we are then there's a there's a very good reason why we are pro integration another good reason is because of a problem pronouncing compartmentalization (laughs) that's also a very big reason why i don't can't pronounce it That's well, the reason why we're pro-integration. <laughs> well, with that said, I just want to say, Diana, since you're fire and I'm a tree, uh, I appreciate <laughs> you not burning me in these oh. podcasts. Yeah. I feel a little fear right now. I'm feeling fear. Fear is coming up. This is my fear voice. Well, thank you, everybody, like for joining it. us. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We are going to see everyone next week. Thank you so much. Yeah. Please subscribe. And uh, And share. And share. I'll see you later.